Remember speed? Sound production, take one. All right, all right, all right. Hey, babes. Thanks for tuning in to the first ever live taping of the One Woman Show starring me, your host, Brady Knight. So this is kind of a big deal for me, truly, because I've always wanted to do a podcast for genuinely the longest time ever. Like, I started out making little, like, three-minute I don't want to call them episodes because they weren't episodes. They were more like segments on TikTok that I would, you know, I named it Brady Shit Show. And I would just, you know, talk about stuff that's like either going on in my life or, you know, just random stuff. So I was like, I want to take that and I want to bring it. I want to make something out of it. You know what I mean? So here I am. Here I am sitting in front of you guys, in front of this microphone, doing what I've kind of dreamt of doing is talking about me, talking about my interests, and shining, you know, more light on people that have the interests that I do so I can relate to you guys and, you know, yeah. So basically, a little bit about what this podcast is going to include um, it's definitely going to be a lot about film and Hollywood and the entertainment business. Let's just make it clear that I am no film critic. I am no film reviewer. I <laughs> truly watch films to my own pleasure and to my own desire. So my opinions are my opinions. I'm not being paid to say anything about them. This is just my genuine, my gen, blah. My genuine thought of what you know I decide to talk about um we'll also be talking about like just stuff that's been going on in my life um we'll talk about you know some topics like some we'll talk about some topics some days we're gonna get deep we're gonna it's going to be more serious than others we're gonna talk about you know the world <laughs> We're going to talk about society and, like, how it's difficult to understand people. And trust me, I feel you on that one. But, yeah, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's going to be all over the place. But <laughs> this podcast is going to be a kind of idea of how my brain works and the way I function. So I'm going to try to keep it contained and nice and orderly but listen one episode may be me talking about how I redid my groom and how the process that went into that and how I did it cost friendly and budget friendly and how you even though you have big dreams and you want your room to look like someone's Pinterest board but you don't want to spend a crap ton of money this is how to do it and another episode may be me talking about a movie I watched and my opinions on that. So it's going to be a roller coaster. <laughs> but I hope you're ready. I hope you're buckled in. So, yeah. So without further ado, this we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk about the Wonka movie. I went to see this movie yesterday with 
my family and truly I personally didn't want to see it because of Hugh Grant as a Oompa Loompa because I was like that is absolutely traumatizing and I'm like I don't want to do that <laughs> I don't want to put myself through that but I went to go see it and I came out of that like it made me feel the same way I felt when I watched The Greatest Showman and Mary Poppins Returns like the amount the cinematography and the coloring and the music just the whole production that made this movie come alive is truly one of the best movies of 2023 like and I guess the way that it came out it will be put on ballots for the 2024 award season but like if you haven't seen it already this needs to be something you put on the top of your to-do list like it is one of the best movies that I have seen in a great while in the cinema like it's just (laughs) I breathtaking to say the least but this movie stars Timothy Chalamet um Hugh Grant Olivia Coleman and Sally Hawkins and the director of this film is absolutely like he he he's the dude that directed all the Paddington movies if that tells you anything just the whole cast that this movie has Timothy Chalamet Hugh Grant Olivia freaking Coleman for crying out loud and the wonderful amazing Sally Hawkins like what I get Barbie had a good cast Oppenheimer had a good cast but this one the actors that were in that were casted for this film have so many different genres of work that they do. Like Olivia Coleman, she does a lot of, you know, she did The Crown, for example. Hugh Grant is like, you wouldn't see him playing uh Oompa Loompa. And Timothy Chalamet is just Timothy Chalamet. You know what I mean? And that's just one part of it. The director of this film, Paul King. Oh my god. I need him to direct a movie on my life. Like I the movies that he has done, including this one. Like he's done all the Paddingtons. And I'm like you are a genius, truly. Like you are genuinely I love you so much. But basically, my opinion on this film is definitely this was eye-opening. It made me giddy and made me happy. I laughed. I cried. I literally lived, laugh, loved. Like, I have not felt the way that I felt after coming out of a movie theater in a long time. Truly. This is definitely a movie I'm going to be watching on repeat. <laughs> and I will definitely be watching it more when it comes out on a streaming service. But not only was the cinematography and the whole just like aspect of the film and the story behind it and the way that they told Wonka's story before he became you know the Willy Wonka like where he started and where he ended that was just I understood it and I'm not one to understand a lot of stuff I'm kind of slow to be honest but I got it they told the story in such a beautiful way and alongside of that, the soundtrack, that is going to be number one on my Spotify wrapped. I can tell you that much. The soundtrack is composed by Neil Hannon and Joby Talbot. 
if you guys don't, those names probably don't sound familiar, but Joby Talbot, he did the score for Sing 1 and 2, if that tells you anything. One of my favorite animated musical movies of all time, to be honest. Like, I walked out of the theater just humming all the tunes to this Wonka film. It was like, I love this movie so much. But, yeah, this, <laughs> it's definitely a great, like, family film. You know, it's hilarious, as I mentioned before. It's in the cast. Just like, if you don't want to watch it for the plot, which I don't know why, who doesn't go to a film to watch a movie for the plot? Watch it for the cast. Timothy Chalamet, Hugh Grant, Sally Hawkins, Olivia Coleman, and the dude that plays Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, the Mr. Bean, is in this film. That doesn't tell you anything. I don't know what to tell you. Go get yourself checked out if that doesn't reel you in. Because I think I persuaded you enough to go see this movie. <laughs> but yeah, run, don't walk to the cinema. Bring everyone you know. Bring your boss, bring your manager, bring your coworkers, bring everyone to see this movie. Because it came out 15 days ago and it has already had it has already made 288 million dollars in the nat in the domestic box office in 15 days that is insane so yeah run don't walk it to see this film you won't regret it changing gears a little bit but staying on the topic of film right around the corner is the 81st golden globe awards for those of you who are unfamiliar with what the Golden Globe Awards are, this is one of the major American entertainment award ceremonies in Hollywood. Um, basically, they honor and recognize talent in both American television and the motion picture world of like the previous year. So like since they're happening in 2024, they're going to recognize the talent and, you know, recognize and honor the talent of 2023 and so on and so forth so basically these 80 the 81st golden globe awards are premiering next sunday january 7th at 8 p.m but the red carpet does start at five o'clock which is also one of my favorite things to watch it starts at five o'clock on the e-network and then you can tune in at 8 p.m eastern standard time on cbs or if you have the paramount plus with if you have a Paramount Plus subscription with the Showtime add-on, you can also watch it there, but then it will also be, you know, next day streaming. But getting into what I want to bring up is my word, my little spiel. What I want to talk about about these awards is the categories that I just want that I personally because there's a lot of categories in here like there's a lot so I went through and I was like I want to talk about my predictions and my opinions on who I think should win and who I probably think will win so I just pick and chose some of the categories where I was like this is going to be a difficult one this is going to be a difficult one this is a new category for the 
explode this year. It is cinematic box office achievement. And there has been a lot of, you know, feedback from people about this category because it's like, what's the point of it? Like, blah, 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 blah. But basically, this category is recognizing the highest grossing films of the year. This one I'm kind of confused about. So bear with me. <laughs> this one we have, we have a lot of nominations. So first nominated for this category is Barbie with a whopping $1.4 billion from the worldwide domestic box office. That, that's a lot. Truly, that's like, damn, Greta getting her money. She deserves it. Greta Gerwig deserves it so much. With my research that I did, all of these numbers are the worldwide because some of them gave like, oh, this is only the United States and Canada. This is only China, etc. So this is what I found for the worldwide because it's like, that's what matters. Then we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with $845 million. John Wick Chapter 3 comes in with $440.1 million. Then we have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 coming in with $567.5 million. Oppenheimer with $2.2 billion. This one, I, I wasn't giving the right answer with some of them. So this is just, you know, like I said, what I found. It may be different, so don't, don't quote me on that. But this is just what I found from not only the articles that I read, but my research that I conducted. Then we have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse with $690.5 million. Then we have Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, with $250.3 million. Then coming in with $1.36 billion is the Super Mario Brothers movie. So some of these I saw, like Barbie I saw, Guardians of the Galaxy... And I saw a little bit of Mission Impossible. I just wanted to see a certain scene that I'm not going to spoil because you can go watch that yourself. But if we are going, it seems too easy to, you know, choose a winner. But like going by the numbers on my little, I literally have a little cheat sheet. Oppenheimer, logically, and if I read, if I understand the choosing and the meaning of this category, Oppenheimer's going to take the dub. Oppenheimer's going to take the Golden Globe this year. But, yeah, I mean, the the number the numbers are talking here, and the numbers are saying that Oppenheimer is in the lead with $2.2 billion. But, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, coming in, looking at the numbers here, and me understanding the categories correctly, or this the meaning of this category correctly, Oppenheimer is going to, you know, get the dub. Oppenheimer's going to get the Golden Globe this year. And what a bunch of articles have put out is this, you know, motion picture award season, it's Barbenheimer. It's going to be a fight between Barbie and Oppenheimer. It's Barbenheimer all over again, but... Moving on, we have Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Bear with me. First, we have Alma Posty. I'm pretty sure I butchered her name. I'm sorry. I love you. 
Then we have Emma Stone with Poor Things, Fantasia Barrino with The Color Purple, Jennifer Lawrence with No Hard Feelings, Natalie Portman with May December, and Margot Robbie with Barbie. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I am not a film critic. I'm not a film reviewer. I don't claim myself to be. So some of these I haven't seen. So I'm doing it based off of what I've read, the movies that I've seen, and my true honest opinion. And you guys are like, Brady, don't judge a book by its cover. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to I'm not going to be too harsh. I'm not. God, calm down. But with this, personally, it's I think that it's definitely going to be between Fantasia Barina with the color purple and Margot Robbie. That's my opinion. Because although because on the, the the movies that these wonderful actresses are nominated for, I only saw three of the f- six. One, two, three, four. Yeah. I only saw three of the six that are nominated. And that was Barbie, No Hard Feelings, and May December, which I have to watch again because, yeah. But truly, I think with the Golden Globes history, in awarding actresses in awarding actors i think fantasia barino is going to come home with a globe personally given the golden globe's previous track record with handing out awards to actors i think fantasia barino is going to come home with it i think like I said before, this is going to be hard to speak upon, but Margot Robbie did a fantastic job in Barbie. But truly, I think Fantasia Burino is going to come home with the Golden Globe this year. <clears throat> yeah. Next, we have, like I said, you know, we're jumping, we're jumping around these categories because, holy shit, is there a lot of them. Um, next, we have Best Performance by Female Actor in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. So this is like a number of stuff so first we have danielle brooks with the color purple divine joy randolph with the holdovers emily blunt for oppenheimer jodie foster for nyad i think that's how you pronounce it julianne moore with may december and rosamund pike with saltburn i want Emily Blunt to win because I think she deserves it. She is 40 years old, has been acting, I think it's been since her 20s. So she's been doing this, she's been in the game for a long time. She's only won once, I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me Google, let me Google this up really quick. So for Emily Blunt's little track record of the Golden Globes that she's been nominated for, she's been, hang on, I don't want to donate, leave me alone. So, one, two, oh, three, four, five, six. She's been nominated six times and has only won once. 
In 2007, she was nominated twice for Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture for The Devil Wears Prada and Best Supporting Actress in Television for Gideon's Daughter, which she won, which in that category, which she did win for. Um, In 2010, she was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama for Young Victoria. In 2012, 2015, and 2019, she was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Comedy or Musical. 2012, it was for Salmon, Fishing in the Yemen. 2015, it was for Into the Woods. In 2019, it was for Mary Poppins Returns. And then 2024, Best Actress in a Supporting Picture. Best Actress in a, Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture was Oppenheimer. And we don't we don't know yet. But personally, I think she should win. But given the lineup that she, the wonderful women that she is nominated against, and the people that she's been nominated against before, she, like, I think, you know, this is going to be her year, you know, because she just announced a while ago, a few months ago, that she was going to be taking a break from acting after she did what was it fall guys which is premiering i think it's in may to be honest she's gonna take a break and spend time with her family which i love that for her but i like i said i personally think m should win i want her to win i also want rosamund pike to win and julianne Moore too but you know like i said it's probably gonna be between emily blunt and danielle brooks for this because the color purple is doing a really good job. But, yeah. um, For best director in a motion picture is Bradley Cooper for Maestro, which not only did he direct, he also starred in, which is also pretty cool. Celine Strong for Past Lives, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Yorgos Lanthimos for poor things. Like I said, you got Barbie and Oppenheimer nominated for the same category. I truly want Greta Gerwig to win this. The films that she has done in however long she's been directing for is crazy. You know, Barbie, Little Women. Jackie with Natalie Portman was such a good movie. Lady Bird. What? freaking love that movie. Like, all of this, she, I personally think, she deserves it. Women power. You know what I mean? Women empowerment. Like, look, like, picture these little girls. These, like, teenage girls that are aspiring to be writers. And... In a male-dominated workplace, you see Greta Gerwig getting the best director in a motion picture Golden Globe for Barbie. Tell me that won't be like, I if she can do it, I can do it. So, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying about that category. So next we have best original song in a motion picture. We have Addicted to Romance from She Came to Me. 
Dance the Night by Dua Lipa and Barbie. I'm Just Ken, Barbie. Peaches, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Road to Freedom from Rustin. And What Was I Made For? Barbie with Jubert, not Jubert. Did I say, oh my God. With Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. O'Connell? O'Connor. One of the two. I want. With this, I want, it would be hilarious if I'm just Ken one. I think it's going to be what was I made for, personally. Because that whole scene made me sob. Like, and, you know, that song all over TikTok has inspired so many trends. I think that it, it would be cool. It would be cool if that one won. But I really want I'm just Ken to win. The energy in this room is crazy. <laughs> I can't. I need a moment. Okay. So next, <clears throat> moving on to the television section of the Golden Globes. We have best television series drama. Before I get started, I just want to say this I want it to be the season of the finales. With this category, we have 1923, which has been renewed for another season. The Crown, which was unfortunately canceled with season six. The Diplomat, which was renewed. The Last of Us, which was renewed. That The next season is coming in 2025. The Morning Show got renewed for season four and Succession got canceled. Succession has won a lot. Succession has done really good the past few years in both the Emmy Awards and the Golden Globes. I think The Crown deserves it. The way they told Diana's story in season six is truly amazing. Like, season, like, uh, yeah. So, like I said, I want The Crown to win. Probably going to be Succession. Or The Last of Us. The Last of Us was really popular. So, like I said, I want The Crown to win. It's probably going to be between The Last of Us and Succession, to be honest. Okay. So, for best television series, musical or comedy, we have Abbott Elementary, which has been renewed. And that's coming out, like, next month, I think. Barry, which got canceled. And oh, I'll wait. I'll wait my turn. Then we have The Bear, which got renewed. Jury Dirty? Jury Dirty. Jury Duty, which I couldn't find anything on if it got renewed or canceled or not. Only Murders in the Building got renewed, and Ted Lasso got canceled. Bear with me on this one. Abbott Elementary has done great in the past. So has Only Murders in the Building and Ted Lasso. With this... It would be amazing if Barry won because the it's been ever since 2021, I'm pretty sure, maybe even longer than that, that it's been nominated and only won like once. Don't quote me on that. But I would love it if Ted Lasso won. They, I haven't seen the show. I've only seen a few episodes. But the few episodes that I saw, I love it so much. I just, you know, I don't want to pay for Apple TV. So. From what I've seen when I had Apple TV, it's been great. But 
Yeah. So. Oh wait, I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> hang on. I don't know what this category was. I think this is for best lead actress in a musical or comedy series. You have Bella Ramsey, which their pronouns are they them because they identify as non-binary, which I love that. Then you have Emma Stone. No, sorry. You have Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us. Um, You have Emma Stone for The Curse. She's nominated twice. Wow. Helen Mirren for 1923. I'm Adela Sautin for The Crown. Carrie Russell for The Diplomat. And Sarah Snook for Succession. I want... I'm Adela... I'm Adela Sautin. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. I love you. For the crown to win. And I want her to do it. Because she did the portrayal in this recent season of Queen Elizabeth. That was just astonishing. I loved that so much. I also want Helen Mirren to win. Because I just love that woman so much. <laughs> She's probably not going to win though. But I want her to. But looking down at it. The two people that are going to go head to head and that it's going to be between is Sarah Snook for Succession, which she's won multiple times in the past for this category, and Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us. For best performance by a female actor in a limited anthology series or motion picture made for television, we have Ali Wong for Beef, Brie Larson for Lessons in Chemistry, Elizabeth Olsen for Love and Death, Juno Temple for Fargo, Rachel Weisz for Dead Ringers, and Riley Keough for Daisy Jones and the Six. <clears throat> Hands down, I want Elizabeth Olsen to win. I'm saying that with confidence and determination. <laughs> I want her to win for Love and Death. Her, I saw that, and I was in shambles. I watched Love and Death, and I was not the same person. The way, like, this was the first time that I personally have seen her do a role this extreme. And she freaking nailed it. She, she just, I, I think she deserves it. Like, she did a lot of Marvel. That's kind of almost how she started out her career was doing Marvel and doing the portrayal of Wanda Maximoff. And that's all she was known for. I was like, oh, you're Wanda. Wanda this, Wanda that. Are we going to see Wanda again? Blah, 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 blah. No. Guys, we need to have Lizzie blossom into not Marvel. That's, a, yeah, that's where she started, but we need her to expand her palette a little bit more. And I feel like if she does, this will definitely be a game changer for her in the acting world. But, um, yeah, I want her to win. I personally think she should win, but I also want Riley Keough to win because her it I didn't see Daisy Jones in the Six, but the, but the edits that I saw of it was amazing. So, she she's probably going to win and I mean, I want I want to be upset if she didn't, to be honest. Closing out our categories, we have best performance by female actor in a supporting role, television. First, we have Abby Elliott for The Bear. 
Then we have Christina Ricci. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. I love you. <laughs> then we have Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. Jay Smith Cameron for Succession. And Meryl Streep for Only Murders in the Building. Elizabeth Debicki deserves it so much. Elizabeth Debicki deserves it so much. I will repeat myself. Elizabeth Debicki deserves it. What? So much. Her portrayal as Lady Diana Spencer. Diana Frances Spencer made me start watching the series again. Like, I genuinely only saw the first episode of season one. And was like, mm, I'm not vibing with it. Then I saw her as Diana in the whole you know black revenge dress and i'm like that's literally diana that's literally her so i everything about season six maybe was it yeah no it wasn't season five everything about season six no no it was season five because hang on i think it is season five that made me start watching it yeah okay i forgot what tangent i was going on but listen ever since season five came out i've been watching it ever since elizabeth debecki made me want to watch the show her portrayal as her and the way that she did it the way she expressed herself the dialogue every mannerism everything surrounding the becky portraying diana should just you know she deserves it she deserves it so much but i also you know like i said with the season of finales here i also want hannah waddingham because i love that woman she deserves the world i love her so much (laughs) but she should i want her to win also and Meryl Streep. Oh, Streepy Streepy. She's nominated, like I said, for Only Murders in the Building. She's probably going to win. Because, like, you know, icon. She deserves it. But in this case, I think Elizabeth DeBecky deserves it the most. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, That's all. Truly, that's genuinely all that I got for nominations but yeah um that was a lot (laughs) and I truly apologize if you know I didn't make any sense because most of the time I don't but you know we live and learn (laughs) but yeah I guess you know wrapping this up I am so excited that award season is here it's you know since you know the strike ended and the actors and the writers got what they want you know it's time to go back it's time to award everyone so i am excited so i know next week's episode i don't if this goes out then i would okay okay so if i so yeah um next week's episode um is probably going you know to be talking about you know more about the globes 
in the new year. Bringing in the new year. That's crazy because 2023 ends tomorrow. What the hell? I don't get it. I hope you guys have a great and safe and lovely new year. Um, I'm wishing you guys the best. I'm wishing you and your families peace, love, happiness. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in and being a great studio audience. I love you guys so much. Don't forget, you are loved. I love you. And remember to spread positivity. I love you guys. Over and out.